Welcome into this week's edition of Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. You can hear us every Sunday morning starting at 9 a.m. The Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line 69306. Make sure you send in your line of questions, and I will try to answer those all throughout the show. You can also send them to us on Twitter at 610SportsKC and at Steven Serter. My guy Dusty Likens helping me keep this thing moving today. We're only an hour away from the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright, Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett. We'll take you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. And we're only about 15 minutes away from my guy Brian Johnson of Fanball.com as he gets us updated on all of these storylines around the NFL today. But we've got a ton of matchups to get to, so let's go ahead and dive right into them. The Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Cleo Mack is back. And Matthew Stafford got sacked 10 times last week against the Minnesota Vikings. So we know the Chicago defense is a very good unit, and they've been very good the past couple of weeks without Cleo Mack, who was out due to injury, but he is back this week. So I expect Cleo Mack to be able to get after Matthew Stafford. I don't like Matthew Stafford at all in this game as he has been bad lately. He has been struggling, and last week it didn't look very good for Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones had a better game. We expect we, we thought that Kenny Galladay was going to get an uptick in work because they traded Golden Tate, and it didn't really happen. It's disappointing because Kenny Galladay started the season so brilliantly, and he has fallen off dramatically over the past several weeks. Also, a terrible, terrible game for and Johnson. Chicago is a top-three run unit, and and Johnson's a little banged up. Theo Riddick is back. He came back last week, was a big part of the passing game. I expect that to continue, even though Chicago is very good against running backs in all facets of the game. I think that Theo Riddick is a guy that you could play over Kerryon Johnson today with a little bit more upside because I we, we just don't. With Kerryon Johnson, there, there's he's a rookie. There's things going on there that make you believe he is not going to be a legitimate number one running back the rest of the season moving forward because they're just they're, they're just too inconsistent with how they use him. Obviously, he is a very good matchup play, but I don't really love anyone this week outside of Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has a much better matchup as Kenny Galladay is going up against Kyle Fuller, who's been absolutely lights out this season. Marvin Jones should be matched up with Prince Amukamara, who is a much better matchup. So I do actually like Marvin Jones in this game, even though I don't love Matthew Stafford or any of the other Detroit Lions pass catchers or running backs this season. However, for the Bears, Darius Slay is out of this game, which is huge for the offensive side of the Bears and huge for Allen Robinson as he probably would have seen Darius Slay for much of the day. And Darius Slay is an elite cornerback still. But outside of that, the Lions secondary isn't that great. They've been pretty solid against the passing game and against wide receivers specifically. But Darius Slay being out means huge things for Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. But that being said, Robinson claims he is 100%, and I trust him. His targets have fallen off since the beginning of the year. So I think you can play him today. I think you can play Taylor Gabriel today. I like both of them against a banged-up Lions secondary. But the Detroit Lions are absolutely brutal against running backs, so that should mean big things for Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Now, they have been better since they traded for Snacks Harrison from the New York Giants. They've been a little bit better against the run, but overall, they've still been a pretty terrible run unit this season. So Jordan Howard... Two touchdowns last week. Tart Cohen, pretty quiet. I think they're both in play today. I think you got got to get both of those players in your lineups because I think that they are in for a big workload. 
And I, and I just I just don't see the Bears having to throw a ton in this game. It, it just feels like a running game for the Chicago Bears today. So I like Jordan Howard. I like Tyreek Cohen a lot more than I like Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. You probably don't have anybody better to start than Trey Burton. And Trey Burton's been pretty solid as of late. So you probably don't have anybody who's better than my guy Trey Burton to get into your lineups today. So that means you're going to play him no matter what. I'm going to go get loaded. The New Orleans Saints at the Cincinnati Bengals. Start all your Saints. I love Traquan Smith today. I don't need to spend a lot of time on Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Of course, you're starting them. You're starting Drew Brees as the Bengals are one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They are giving up as many yards as the Kansas City Chiefs are per game. So that lets you know where the Cincinnati Bengals defense is right now. But as I mentioned, I do love Traquan Smith. You know, he only had a couple of targets last week. Only turned that into a couple of catches. But one of them was a touchdown. He continues to get the work. He hasn't been getting the targets quite as much. He slowed down on that since that big game he had against the Washington R's a few weeks ago. But he's still in the mix. He's still the number two wide receiver on a high-volume offense. I really like Traquan Smith today. I'm hoping he's in for a big one. And what is expected to be a shootout. Although, little worried about Cincinnati. This should be a a high-scoring offensive game. But A.J. Green is out in this one. A.J. Green's expected to miss a several weeks supposedly with a with a toe injury we don't really have a timetable on when aj green's going to return for the cincinnati Bengals, and so this looks like a good matchup on paper but that could mean bad things for andy dalton because he just struggles when aj green is not in the game now granted tyler boyd has absolutely emerged as a stud this season tyler boyd has been absolutely fantastic and he's got a much better matchup coming out of the slot because New Orleans Saints' pass defense has been much better over the last several weeks, but if you can exploit them, it is absolutely out of the slot. So Tyler Boyd should absolutely be in your lineup today, even though I'm a little bit worried about Andy Dalton. And Giovanni Bernard is expected to return, so that might eat up a little bit of the passing game action for Joe Mixon. But I think you still have to start both of them, even though Mixon does have a very tough matchup, as the New Orleans Saints are one of the best run units in the NFL. And I, I they kept Todd Gurley to his lowest scoring game of the season last week. So I think you have to start mixing in season-long leagues, but I think I am straying away from him in my daily place this week. And John Ross, expected to go in this one. He's kind of a dart throw. A lot of people are high on him because of no A.J. Green. I just can't buy into John Ross. Until, until I see it, I, I, I for DFS, yes, absolutely. You could probably play him. You, I haven't checked the price on him, but he's probably pretty cheap this week. He's an absolute dart throw, in my opinion, because we just haven't seen any type of consistency from him as a player whatsoever. And he can't stay on the field, but I think you kind of have to in a high-volume offense and what we expect to be a shootout. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons at the Cleveland Browns. This was almost my loaded matchup of the week, as I absolutely loved this game. I know... Baker Mayfield hasn't quite lived up to the expectations we've been talking about over the last month. Baker Mayfield has these brilliant matchups. He's finally due for, you know, this monster game because he's going against all these bad passing defenses and it still hasn't really happened. But if he can't do it against the Atlanta Falcons, then it's just not going to happen this season for Baker Mayfield because the Atlanta Falcons are absolutely atrocious in all facets of defense this season. So, Jarvis Landry, he's been pretty quiet. Hasn't had a 100-yard receiving game since week three. I think that you have to get Jarvis Landry in your lineup today because it is a fantastic matchup for him as a player. David Njoku is very banged up. He's got multiple injuries headed into this one. He was questionable, listed as a game-time decision, but 
Reports out this morning are that he is expected to play. So if David Njoku does play, have to get him in your lineup because Atlanta is absolutely brutal at covering tight ends. And Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb is a top 15 running back moving forward for me this season just because he's going he's going to get the workload each and every week. He's going to get the rushes, and Duke Johnson's not a threat to take away any carries from Nick Chubb, but we saw last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. New offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens absolutely loves Duke Johnson, and he was lights out last week. And, and I, I, I love him moving forward this season as well because he can be a dynamic pass catcher in that offense. He just has to get the opportunities, and it seems like the Browns moving forward are going to give him those opportunities. And this is a fantastic matchup for him as Atlanta is near the bottom of the NFL against pass-catching running backs. Duke Johnson, a very, very solid play today. But outside outside of Duke Johnson, David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, I don't want any part of any other Cleveland Brown pass-catcher. Antonio Callaway is now losing snaps to Brashad Perriman, which most of you probably had no idea Brashad Perriman was still even in the NFL. And yes, he was with the Cleveland Browns after the Baltimore Ravens cut him. And he got about half the passing snaps last week where Antonio Callaway was splitting snaps with him now because Antonio Callaway has been very disappointing. So don't start another Browns pass catcher this week. (laughs) The New England Patriots at the Tennessee Titans. This might be a decent game for Marcus Mariota. I'm not condoning starting Marcus Mariota, but on paper, this says Marcus Mariota, if he's ever going to be a worthy streaming option, it should be this week against the New England Patriots. Even though I expect this to be a blowout, we've got the Denver Broncos, the Baltimore Ravens, the Houston Texans, and the Minnesota Vikings on by this week. So if you're a Deshaun Watson owner, if you're a Kirk Cousins owner, I think that Marcus Mariota is a guy that you can look at streaming this week against the New England Patriots. That being said, it's kind of counterintuitive because I don't have any faith in any Titans pass catcher. I guess you could play Corey Davis, but he's probably going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore, who's been an absolute shutdown corner for the Patriots this season. You could absolutely play Deion Lewis, however, who is the clear lead back now. Derrick Henry should not be in your lineup moving forward as he is a clear handcuff at this point in the season to Deion Lewis. He is a backup running back now. He was drafted as, as you know, a, a top 15 to 20 running back. You probably took him as high as the second or the third round in a lot of your fantasy drafts. He is an absolute non-factor in this offense anymore. Do not play Derrick Henry moving forward whatsoever unless something happens to Deion Lewis. On the New England Patriots side, Rob Gronkowski not expected to play in this one. Brady has a pretty tough matchup against a solid Titans pass defense. But Bill Belichick, this just seems like one of those games where Malcolm Butler, who has been absolutely brutal this season for the Tennessee Titans, he was a huge offseason acquisition. And it just feels like Bill Belichick, because of all the storylines of Bill Belichick benching him in the Super Bowl last year, it just feels like it's one of those games where Bill Belichick is just going to go out of his way to attack Malcolm Butler. I think that that means Josh Gordon is an absolute must-start this week, especially with no Rob Gronkowski. Julian Edelman can go as well. He's got at least nine targets a game. And that will turn into touchdowns at some point. Julian Edelman's never been a high-volume touchdown scorer, but he will get in the end zone at some point. James White should be in your lineup every week, even though the Titans have been pretty good against pass-catching running backs out of the backfield. James White is a must-start every week because there's just not... There, he's he's one of the few pass-catching running backs who just has that floor or that ceiling every single week, that consistent 70 yards touchdown potential. I love James White. Sonny Michelle is expected to be back. Sonny Michelle does play in this game. 
he should absolutely be in your lineups. As when he has gotten a starter's workload, he has been absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. My guy Leonard Fournette's back. Trying to see it before I deploy him. I think I'm actually benching him in a couple of leagues this week where I've had him stashed on my bench all season because he's been hurt. His return does mean you can't start Carlos Hyde or TJ Eldon, in my opinion. Jags did say this week they expect Hyde to still take some of the carries as they ease Fournette back into it. But we just know that Leonard Fournette's a workhorse running back. That's why I wasn't buying into the narrative of the Jags are frustrated with him. That's why they traded for Carlos Hyde. They're frustrated with Leonard Fournette and his inability to stay healthy. Like, they invested a top five pick in him. He is a workhorse running back. He is one of the most talented players in the NFL if he can just stay on the field. Leonard Fournette's going to get a lot of work today, and I'm not buying into the idea that they're going to split carries with him and Carlos Hyde or something like that because Leonard Fournette's just that much more talented than Carlos Hyde. So I think you can deploy him in a lot of lineups. I'm not because I don't particularly need him in many of my lineups this week. But, hey, if he goes out and he's a top he's a top 10 running back this week, good, good. That's what you want to see out of a guy that you probably took in the first round of most of your drafts this season. And that being said, Blake Bortles is not a very good football player with Leonard Fournette healthy. They just don't throw the ball enough for him to play. And that means that any Jags pass catcher probably shouldn't be in your lineup. And none of them are very consistent anyways. So you're not winning a lot of games if you're trotting those guys out there each and every week, even coming off of a bye week. Uh, but on the other side, the Indianapolis Colts, one thing you can do against this Jacksonville defense, which despite reports is still a very elite unit, you can absolutely run on them. So I still love Marlon Mack today. Marlon Mack has been absolutely brilliant since coming back from injury. He was uh, limited in practice this week, but he is expected to go. He should be fine. He's been an absolute monster. And you can run on Jag on the on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I love Marlon Mack today. He's a guy. He's a guy that I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing because of the matchup on paper. So he is a guy that I absolutely love in DFS. As far as the pass catchers go, I mean, I think yeah, you, ha- you have to limit expectations because because the Jags' pass defense is still very very good. I mean, to put it in perspective, the only game that Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a single touchdown this season was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their pass defense is still absolutely elite despite struggling at times this year. But I do love. So I don't love T.Y. Hilton. I don't I don't love Ryan Grant, who is expected to play this week. But I do still like the Indianapolis Colts tight ends. Like that like everybody's on Jack Doyle. Everybody's forgetting about how brilliant Eric Ebron's been this season. They run so many two tight end sets in Indy that I think you can still play both of these guys. They were both effective last week. They and I think they're both gonna be effective moving forward. So I actually like both those guys today, even though it's a very tough matchup on paper. I think you can absolutely start both tight ends in this offense. And tight end position is just so bad this year anyway that you just have to play those guys. So if you're in a season-long league, you can't afford to bench Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron, especially with how effective they've been when they've been on the football field. Uh, we got to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, we'll catch up with my guy Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Protein House Eat with the Purpose, Sex Line 69306. Get your lineup questions in, and I will answer those throughout the show. 
610 Sports Radio is your football station. That being said, tonight, Dallas Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night football starts at 645 right here on 610 Sports Radio. Right now, we are joined by our friend Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. How are we doing this morning, Brian? Pretty good, Stephen. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. I uh, I promise not to ask you any questions about Le'Veon Bell, as it is being reported that he is <laughs> not going to report to the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, which means that this season is absolutely lost for fantasy purposes and for Le'Veon Bell as a player. So, yeah, I think even his owners are happy to hear that news because at least there's some closure, right? Yeah, yeah. At least you don't. What a, you, what a soap, soap opera. Then, yeah, yeah like you that. don't you don't have to question it anymore. James Conner is the clear cut starter, so if you were a smart fantasy owner and he drafted both, that at least worked out in your favor. And now you can, after Tuesday, you can just officially drop Le'Veon Bell and move on with the rest of your year. In redraft, of course. Yes, yes, yes. If he ends up next year, he certainly has value in dynasty keeper leagues. I know you know that as well, but. uh yeah, one of the one of the most epic lost seasons in the history of fantasy football. <laughs> yes, uh, but where I want to start with you this morning, Brian, uh, Cincinnati Bengals taking on the New Orleans Saints. On paper, this looks like it could be a shootout, but uh, AJ Green is not going to play in this game. It sounds like he he could miss it, uh, uh, up to a couple of games with a toe injury. Uh, so, looking at this game today, it is a you could pass on the Saints pass defense a little bit outside of Marshawn Lattimore. So it sounds like this should be a good game for Tyler Boyd, but Andy Dalton obviously struggles when A.J. Green's not in the lineup. So how do you feel about Tyler Boyd as a pass catcher today? Yeah, I'm, uh, I know people, some people are saying, oh, boy, more more volume for Boyd now that Green is out. But I think, uh, no, A.J. Green hurts Boyd's prospects today. Now he's just going to, uh, all the attention is going to be on him. No one's going to really pay much. I mean, they're going to cover John Ross and Cody Core. And all that, but with no AJ Green, yeah, Tyler Boyd is going to be the, uh, the focal point of that secondary. So I'm a little concerned uh, with his production today. Uh, AJ Green really takes a lot of pressure off Boyd, so he's kind yeah. of a guy I'm almost fading in, uh, in daily play. So I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards Boyd, but uh, I think this matchup is uh, tougher on paper than it appears, even though the Saints are allowing 240 uh, receiving yards per game to wide receivers. Uh, but uh, we'll see uh, how Boyd. Works uh, as a number one with no AJ Green in the lineup. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I I think Tyler Boyd is a talented player, but I I just think that AJ Green takes so much attention away from him that I'm not convinced Tyler Boyd can take a a number one wide receiver's workload against a a fairly tough defense. But Giovanni Bernard is expected to play today. Uh, how does that impact Joe Mixon's value? As Bernard is kind of the 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 pass catching running back, but Mixon still catches a fair amount of passes. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard uh, how much work Bernard will get. I, you know, I, I remember when Nixon first came back. Uh, you know, you thought there would be a split uh, with Mark Walton when you know, Bernard was hurt, but they just, you know, Nixon. <laughs> they gave him all the touches, and uh, so I don't know if there's going to be any kind of platoon. I feel like they're still going to give Nixon at least seventy-five to eight touches today. So it'll be interesting to see Bernard's usage, but um, I'm not wavering from using Nixon. Obviously, in any redraft, any seasonal play, but even in DFS, I don't think uh, Geo's going to take away too much from Mixon. But I don't like uh, I don't like the matchup for Mixon. Uh, it's been a tough matchup for running backs all season long against the Saints, even when their defense was piss poor. Uh, that front seven was still uh, pretty legit. So I'm kind of off Mixon in general this week, uh, but we'll see how Geo affects him moving forward. 
Yeah, it's uh, important to note that Saints defense did kind of stifle Todd Gurley last week as he had one of his worst scoring games of the season. It was still a very solid scoring game for a running back, just not up to Todd Gurley's standards. Yeah, uh, he was like the eighth best running back last week. <laughs> yes, yes. He's supposed to get 30 points a game, Brian. Not yep. not, not 13. Uh, Come on, Todd. The, uh, the Chiefs are expected to sit Sammy Watkins today, according to Adam Schefter against the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals' pass defense is actually a lot better than people probably give it credit for. But with Sammy Watkins being out, does that mean that you're willing to take a flyer on a guy like Demarcus Robin or Chris Conley in this high-volume passing offense? Well, I want your take on this and some of your listeners. You guys probably know more than me. But, yeah, Conley is always the name that stood out to me uh, as the third receiver on that team. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the one who I would uh, be more intrigued by today with uh, Watkins on the shelf. But um, I thought I'd the other side of this game, though, because you know, everyone says pick on the Chiefs when it comes to fantasy because they score so much and their defense is so bad. But I've noticed that they're, they've been very tough at home, historically. Yeah. You guys are tough at home. And uh, I'm worried about people think the Cardinals are going to come in and put up all these points like David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. I see a very uh, <laughs> a kind of low-scoring affair on the Arizona side. So I'm uh, full-on baiting that. And uh, I think the, the haymaker play in DFS today is uh, – Pairing Tyree Kill with the Kansas City defense because I think that defense is going to give Josh Rosen a lot of problems. And uh, Till has the game and then couples it with a, a special teams touchdown. Uh, that's that's a full-on yachting time right there. Yeah, and, and I'm right there with you. I I do think Chris Conley, while he might be the while he might start the game for Sammy Watkins, I actually like Demarcus Robinson as a very very deep dart throw just because Demarcus Robinson is a guy that. Patrick Mahomes loves like he he built up a lot of chemistry with him last year uh, working on the scout team and and as being a guy that he threw to a lot in practice and we saw him target him a lot in the preseason and then in that Denver game but it is an absolute dart throw and it's just me 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 being from Kansas City and expecting big things from Demarcus Robinson I'm not condoning playing him I'm saying if you're absolutely desperate a really deep like 16 team league or something that you could probably go add Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, it just seems like Robinson and Conley, I don't feel like either are really going to step up. This is both better for Hunt, Kelsey, and, and Hill, right? I think there's a few yeah. more opportunities for them, so uh, yeah, I'm with you. Jacksonville Jaguars, Leonard Fournette is finally back. Um, it's been a very frustrating season for Leonard Fournette owners, uh, but where can we project his value moving forward? And does that mean that TJ Yeldon and Carlos Hyde lose all value, assuming Leonard Fournette stays healthy? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> to be honest, we have well, Fournette supposedly no limitations this week. Sounds like he's the healthiest he's been all year. Maybe the healthiest he's been in his whole career. I don't know. But uh, he's supposedly going to resume uh, lead uh, back duties, but. It's a fairly good matchup for running backs against the Colts. They're allowing 95 uh, per game to running backs, but they're really more generous through the air to the position, allowing more than seven catches and uh, 55 yards per game to running backs. Um, one would think that Hyde is the preferred change of pace back over T.J. Yeldon, but his usage in the last game was very, very troubling. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, running around in circles here, but I do have confidence in Fournette today. I would play him, but when it comes to Hyde and Yeldon, uh, we got to see how that pans out on third down. But uh, I think Fournette certainly has uh, RB2 potential today in his first game back. And then uh, 
Another one post-trade deadline is the Philadelphia Eagles are coming off of a bye week. They are playing Sunday night football, which you can hear on right here on 610 Sports Radio against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, how do we feel about Golden Tate tonight and what's actually on paper a, a fairly tough matchup with the Cowboys' pass defense? Yeah, uh, it, it's all season long, Dallas has done a great job controlling the ball uh, and the clock, uh, which has you know, suppressed the uh, opposition's uh, fantasy numbers, basically. And, you know, who knows? Uh, Tate, I, I think there's a lot of deep sleeper, or not even deep sleeper receivers out there. Receivers are just really deep this week. And I, yeah. I want to see what Tate does with Philly in his first game back before uh, I have confidence in uh, rolling him out there, especially in, in not a very good matchup on paper. So, uh, for me, he's, just, he's kind of on the bench across all formats in fantasy this week. I need to see what his usage is going to be like in a game that doesn't appear to be, won't be too high scoring and, uh, He's going to be kind of boring, to be honest. So, uh, Tate, I'm not going there this week, simply put. And who is your sleeper on fanball.com this week, Brian? <clears throat> so there's a lot, but uh, let's just go. I'm going to go with the layup in Maurice Harris of the Redskins uh, in Tampa Bay on his birthday of all days. Basically, uh, you know, any wide receiver is in a smash spot against the Bucks, And uh, yeah. Harris saw a ton of targets last week. I think he'll see those again today. I don't know. He's not like necessarily very good at football. That's why he went <laughs> undrafted. <laughs> yeah. The opportunities should be there, and uh, he's very cheap, and uh, I'm a sucker for the birthday bonus. So Maurice Harris is good. Yeah, I do have Maurice Harris in a couple lineups. I picked him up in a couple of deep leagues as well. He is definitely worth the start against a terrible Bucks secondary, as we already know. But uh, he's Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. Thank you very much, Brian. We'll speak with you next week. Thank you, Stephen. Don't beat up the Cardinals too bad. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Thank you, Brian. Coming up next, we'll get back to some more matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Stephen Serta. Uh, as you just heard me talking with Brian Johnson of Fanball.com, it is being reported by Adam Schefter that Sammy Watkins is not expected to play today for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it is not. It doesn't sound concerning as it sounds like they are just resting him for precaution, precautionary reasons. Like they, they just this feels like a game where they should be able to go out and get a win at Arrowhead Stadium without Sammy, so it sounds like they are just resting him this week to keep him healthy. And it is being reported right now that Daniel Sorensen, who was listed on this week's injury report as questionable, although he did get back to practice as he's coming back from an IR injury, it does sound like he is going to play today. So if he he, he can make a serious impact for this defense, although we don't believe that he is the elite, like, game-changing player that some of us are trying to make him out to be. I mean, he's Dirty Dan. He's a fine player, but he's not a special player by any means. But he he should be able to make some type of impact for this Chiefs team. He ain't lying. Let's get back to the matchups. About uh, 27 minutes away from the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Protein House, eat with the purpose. Text line 69306. Make sure you get your lineup questions in. I will answer those throughout the rest of the show. But... 
Next matchup, Arizona at the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'm not willing to say you should start Josh Rosen, and I'm kind of where my guy Brian Johnson was on this game. A lot of people think that, you know, the Chiefs defense is bad. They give up a ton of yards. They give up points, things like that. So this should be a nice matchup for Arizona, for Josh Rosen. I'm certainly not condoning that you start Josh Rosen, although I know a lot of people threw him out there this week as a potential sleeper. I think the Chiefs' defense is better at home. I think they've been better as of late, and I think that Arizona's offense is just that bad. They've got one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Their pass catchers are wildly inconsistent, although Larry Fitzgerald is finally healthy for the first time this year. He was running around on one leg for a lot of the season, but he did have his best game of of the year last week. So that smells good things for Fitz this week, as he does have he does have a tough matchup, though. He's probably going to be lined up with Kendall Fuller most of the game. So that is the one guy for the Kansas City Chiefs that, that if you're if you're going to play somebody on that side of the ball, that is the toughest matchup that he could possibly face. But that being said, I do still love David Johnson this week. I don't believe that the air that Arizona is going to be able to score a lot of points, as a lot of people think they will. But David Johnson, the Chiefs, we know, are just absolutely brutal against pass-catching running backs. They gave up two touchdowns in 70 yards to Duke Johnson last week. And David Johnson, as we know, is a much more talented player than Duke Johnson. Uh, I'm not really starting any other Arizona pass-catcher. Christian Kirk has been solid lately, so maybe you could take a dart throw on him. But I'm not starting him with any type of confidence. And Ricky Seals-Jones, I know know tight ends have been absolutely brutal, but Seals-Jones has not lived up to expectations whatsoever so that that's outside of david johnson i'm not really starting anybody on the arizona side of the ball with any type of confidence and although it does sound like sammy Watkins is probably going to sit this game maybe you could take a dart throw on chris conley or demarcus robinson as brian johnson just said probably chris conley is going to be your guy that you want to add he's probably available in most leagues so if you're absolutely desperate at the wide receiver position although i mean if i'm going to pick up somebody it's probably going to be maurice harris if he is available for the washington redskins i'm probably adding him over taking a dart throw on somebody like chris conley because i think kareem hunt tyree kill travis kelsey will pick up the workload that sammy Watkins has left behind because those are still the top three options on this kansas city offense and obviously you're starting patrick mahomes a lot of people had him lower in their rankings this week because arizona does actually have a pretty good pass defense but this point in the season i mean you, you just can't afford to bench the number one scoring fantasy quarterback uh, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. The Bills, have, as an offense, have three passing touchdowns this season. Sean McCoy hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. They don't have a rushing touchdown since week two. So don't start any Bills. We don't need to go over this every single week. I should just skip the Buffalo Bills matchup every week because their offense is just that bad. They are on pace to be one of the historically worst offenses in NFL history. And, oh, it's Matt Barkley versus Josh McCown today. I do actually kind of like Josh McCown against this Buffalo Bills team, though. Uh, it doesn't sound like Robbie Anderson's going to play, but Quincy Inouye should be in this game. Uh, Jermaine Kirsch should be back. Isaiah Crowell, Elijah McGuire. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills pass defense is actually pretty good. I mean, we know Josh McCown. He's kind of a uh, a Fitzmagic light. Like, he's going to go out there, and he's going to try to sling it, and he's going to try to get it downfield and make plays. He might throw some interceptions, but he's got potential to score some touchdowns as well. I do think it's a very tough matchup, especially without Robbie Anderson, who, when Josh McCown was their starting quarterback last season, Robbie Anderson was one of his absolute favorite targets, and that made Robbie Anderson fantasy relevant. But it sounds like he's probably not going to be available in this one. 
But I do like Isaiah Crowell and Elijah McGuire as the Bills are pretty bad against running backs. Uh, pretty much, pretty much any team's been able to run and 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 get it done on the ground on the ground against the Buffalo Bills. And I like Elijah McGuire a lot because Isaiah Crowell is just not a very talented player. I think Elijah McGuire is going to continue to get more and more work. So I like him moving forward. But I think they are both in play today. <laughs> the Washington R's at the Tampa Bay Bucks. So you could score on Tampa Bay. We know that, but holy hell is this Washington team injured. They could be without four of their five starting offensive linemen in this game and moving forward for the next several weeks. So that and that's a key to this team's success is their offensive line is actually one of the best units that they have. So I can't really condone getting a start for anybody on this team this week, even against a terrible Tampa Bay defense. I mean, Maurice Harris is obviously a guy that you could put in there. As Brian said, he's not a wildly talented wide receiver, but he did have 10 catches for 124 yards last week. We know Alex Smith is going to is going to dump the ball off a lot, and Maurice Harris is probably going to be on a lot of those underneath routes. So he's going to get some opportunity. And, and I mean, I... I I should have rephrased it. Like, you can't afford to bench players against Tampa Bay because we know you can put up points against them. But, man, is this bad for the Washington R's this week. So I'm not condoning starting another pass catcher outside of Maurice Harris. I I do think, I mean, Tampa Bay's terrible against the tight ends. Vernon Davis starting to get more work. Jordan Reed's been a disappointment, but maybe he can get in the end zone today. So both of those guys, if you're if you're really struggling at the tight end position, Vernon Davis is probably available in a lot of your leagues. You could probably go out and grab him on the other side though. And by the way, I don't I don't like Adrian Peterson at all in this game. He 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 was bad last week after they suffered all the all the injuries on the offensive line. I don't like Adrian Peterson in this game and I don't like Adrian Peterson moving forward until that offensive line can get healthy again and it might not be until after you're already eliminated from playoff contention. But you should get Fitzmagic in your lineup. The Rams are allowing multiple passing touchdowns per game. Josh Norman likes he looks like he is absolutely washed up. I love Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and OJ Howard in this game. I think they are all absolute must starts as I think they could stretch the field on this pass defense. And I think Fitzmagic is going to stretch the field. And I think Adam Humphreys is worthy of a start today. He's got a nice matchup. Ryan Fitzpatrick has really loved him recently. So I think Adam Humphreys is a guy. Like I, I'm willing to deploy a lot of Tampa Bay pass catchers today. I am not willing to deploy a single Tampa Bay running back as they are absolutely terrible. And Washington has been one of the best run defenses in the NFL. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers at the Oakland Raiders. Phillip Rivers is the only quarterback in the league with multiple touchdown passes in every single game this season. He is an absolute must start against the Raiders. This team has completely given up. Melvin Gordon is an absolute must start as well. I shouldn't have to tell you that. And I think I'm probably leaning towards a, a pretty big stack in this game. Keenan Allen had one of his better games of the year against the Raiders earlier this season. He's a start, although he struggled lately. As far as the uh, Williams brothers go, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, neither one of them is... I guess Tyrell Williams is a guy that you can start deploying into your lineups. He seems like the more consistent option over the younger, more talented Mike Williams. In my opinion, Mike Williams did have a touchdown last week, but he had one catch, and he turned it into a touchdown. Like, he, he showed an ability to make plays. He's just not getting enough volume. He is an absolute dart throw. He is the definition of boomer bust. So I don't think, especially, and especially if you got a big lead coming off of that Thursday night matchup that we'll get to here in a little bit, if you had Roethlisberger or if you had 
late or if you had Antonio Brown or, or Juju or Christian McCaffrey, if you're nursing a big lead in this game, I don't think Mike Williams is somebody you should deploy in your lineup. For the Oakland Raiders, Jared Cook has slowed down. He's been absolutely brutal recently. The Chargers are pretty good against the position. And outside of him, I don't think you can I, I can condone starting a single Oakland Raider. Jordy Nelson, Martavis Bryant, I, I mean, if they're in your lineups, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, like, your team's probably done for the year if you're deploying either of those guys. Same goes for Doug Martin and Jalen Richard. Just stay the hell away from the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Dolphins at the Green Bay Packers. It's another gross one. Packers need this one bad, however, though. It's a great game for Aaron Jones. He should be in every DFS lineup you have today. He's electric, should get a much larger workload, and the Dolphins are absolutely terrible against running backs. Packers need this win bad, and they need to do it on the ground. I love him today. I think that Miami's pass defense is actually pretty good, but I do think that the the Packers need to try to slow this game down, control it, make sure they get out of there with a win because their playoff chances are are fading right now. So they need this game a lot lot worse than the Miami Dolphins do because nobody thinks the Miami Dolphins are good enough to do anything in the postseason, even if they had a shot at making it. So Devontae Adams, while this is a very tough matchup for him, Devontae Adams is an absolute must-start. I shouldn't have to tell you that. Jimmy Graham should be in for a nice day. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I told you last week, he was my number one ad of the week. If he was still available in any of your league and you didn't add him, I'm sorry because he is becoming a guy who can be a weekly starter. I told you last. I told you that last week. He is the most reliable guy for the Green Bay Packers right now outside of Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham. Randall Cobb is questionable. Uh, I haven't seen a report on whether or not he is expected to play today. But even if he does, uh, he's just been so banged up this year. He's getting targets when he does play, but he's not really doing anything with them. So you're not deploying Randall Cobb. You're not expecting anything from him whatsoever. And I don't really want to start any Dolphins, but the Packers are pretty bad against wide receivers. So Danny Amendola and Devontae Parker are guys you could probably throw into a DFS lineup or if you're absolutely desperate in your season-long league. Devontae Parker's probably not available on your waiver wires. He was a popular ad last week, but Danny Amendola likely is. So I think he is actually worth a pickup. He, I mean, he's probably not going to do a ton. He's kind of touchdown dependent, but he's a solid, like, 70-yard potential today. And Frank Gore's actually been pretty good over the last several weeks. Packers get run on by just about everybody. Kenyon Drake is questionable. And even if he does play, he shouldn't be in your lineup. Frank Gore is taking a much larger size of the work now. I actually like Frank Gore against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Chris Carson's questionable again. It's frustrating because he uh, could try to go like he did a couple of weeks ago, but they could limit him. And so even if he does get the start today, he might not get a full-size workload, which could hurt you. So I told you last week to go out and get Mike Davis on your roster because when he's taken on a full workload, he's easily been a top 15 running back. So if you went out and picked him up, I would put Mike Davis in your lineup even if Chris Carson is expected to play today because we expect this to be a shootout. So Russ is obviously in your lineup. Tyler Lockett is the is now, like, definitively, I think we can say, the number one wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. I know Doug Baldwin's still getting a ton of targets, but he's not really doing anything with the targets. He had a decent game last week, but I don't, I, I'm just not starting Doug Baldwin with any type of confidence. Tyler Lockett absolutely has to be in your lineup though, as he torched Marcus Peters deep last time they played earlier this year, as much as that hurts me to say. As far as the Los Angeles Rams go, start your Rams. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, both top 10 wide receivers this week, in my opinion. 
Cooks is the boomer bus guy, but he's going to get the opportunities here, even though the Seahawks have been good against the pass. They haven't exactly been playing elite quarterbacks, and I don't need to tell you anything about Todd Gurley. He, even in his lowest scoring game of the season last week, he was still absolutely effective. Todd Gurley has had monster games against the Seahawks the last few times they've played. Todd Gurley, obviously, in your lineup. And Jared Goff should be in your lineup because I don't think Jared Goff is a matchup-dependent player like a lot of people are billing him to be. This offense just scores, and they find ways to score. You Like the Kansas City Chiefs, like the New Orleans Saints, you just got to deploy those guys every week and hope that they get into the end zone because they're going to find a way to do it. Uh, we got to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, we take a look back at the Thursday night matchup and get you our sleepers, streamers, and busts. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Only about 10 minutes away from the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate, presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac, as those guys take you right up to noon. Kickoff of the Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. And if you're a if you're a diehard football fan like myself, tomorrow night at 6, Therese Paler show is live from Chicken and Pickle, Therese Paler. We'll be joined by Ron the Show, Hughley and Josh Bernier. It's an absolute must-listen for all the football nutcases out there every Monday at 6. And because 610 is your football station, every Tuesday night, you can hear Arrowhead Pride Radio starting at 6 with Pete Sweeney and Sean Barber. We are doing football season unlike any other radio station in the city this year, and we are doing it because we know you guys love football just as much as we do. But right now... So I like to call Thursday night this morning. We take a look back at the Thursday night matchup and try to give you what we learned from that for those teams moving forward, what we learned from that particular game moving forward. And, I mean, we were kind of ready for a Steelers offensive explosion, right? Like, they're, they're good for at least one or two of those games a season, and they've been rolling since their early season struggles. James Conner is now in the concussion protocol. Uh, but teams should absolutely be rejoicing at the reports that the Steelers do not expect Le'Veon Bell to return this week by the Tuesday deadline. It sounds like they're basically asking him not to. Like they're, they're just saying, we're ready to move on. We know you're ready to move on. We're fine not extending another tag. We don't want to pay you as much as we're going to be paying a starting quarterback next season. We will let you walk into free agency and go get a new deal. Everyone should be ecstatic about that if you're a James Conner owner. Now, if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner and you didn't try to acquire James Conner, you're probably pretty upset about it. But... As soon as the deadline passes on Tuesday, you can probably go ahead and drop Le'Veon Bell in your normal season-long leagues. Uh, but, I, I mean, we knew the Steelers' offense was really talented. Uh, if anything, this game just said to me that the Carolina pa- Panthers aren't quite the team that we thought they were. And, and I wasn't sold on Carolina as a legitimate contender in the NFC. Obviously, they're probably going to be a postseason team. They're probably going to be a wild-card team but I don't actually like them to do any damage in the postseason. I think that's what we learned from them on Thursday night is that the Steelers are a legitimate Super Bowl contender out of the AFC, and the Panthers are probably a wild-card team who are going to make the postseason and lose to one of the better teams in the NFC. And 
Dusty Likens is begging me to admit that I was wrong about Christian McCaffrey as he had a monster game on Thursday night. I'm not going to say that I'm wrong about Christian McCaffrey. I just said that I don't like Christian McCaffrey very much as a player. I don't like his game. Like, he's a talented player who's having a very good season. I would just take a lot of other running backs in the NFL over a guy like Christian McCaffrey. That being said, props to him. He was fantastic. Had a garbage time touchdown that had absolutely no impact on the game yeah, that man. fantasy owners like yourself were probably thrilled about. I would have loved to have gotten that from Todd Gurley a couple of weeks ago when he just decided to take a knee on the one for no reason in a game that was already locked up. No, he did it because the game was locked up and you want to run off time. There was a reason for it. But if you scored the game, the game was over anyways. He could have just scored and it would have been fine. Eh, it would have won people a lot more money too. All right, let's get to our sleepers. Talked about him a couple times already today. Maurice Harris took off in week nine without Jameson Crowder. Crowder not expected to play again today. Harris got 10 passes for 124 yards. And while they may be missing four of their five starting offensive linemen, this could set up nice for Harris on the underneath passes from Alex Smith. The Bucks are the worst team in the NFL against the slot. So, I mean, pick, pick up Harris. Uh... I, I'm not starting him in a lot of season-long leagues, but a lot of deep leagues, I am absolutely picking him up. I'm in a uh, I'm in a very deep dynasty league that I picked up Harris because he was available. Because he probably shouldn't have been owned on a lot of rosters, but he was available. I picked him up, and I am absolutely playing him this week. Who's our streamer? Baker Mayfield. Spent a lot of time discussing his wonderful lists of matchups over the last week. Hasn't really turned in the type of fantasy production that we were hoping for. But if he can't get it done against the Atlanta Falcons, then it's just not in the cards for old Baker and his rookie season. There's a lot of dysfunction with the Cleveland Browns this year. But this should be a good game for Baker Mayfield. The Falcons can't slow anyone, and I do believe that Duke Johnson could be a serious missing key for Baker this game and moving forward the rest of the season, if you are desperate, if you are a Kirk Cousins owner, if you are a, I think you can absolutely start Baker Mayfield today. And our bus. I don't really love Alshon Jeffrey today. I love him as a player, and I, I think he's a fantastic talent, But you might, and he might find it hard to bench him in season-long leagues, but I am not starting him with a lot of confidence today as the Cowboys secondary has been very good this season, although they haven't had a ton of really, really tough matchups. Alshon Jeffrey is obviously a brilliant wide receiver, but I like this matchup for Golden Tate and Zach Ertz a lot more than I do for Alshon Jeffrey. So I'm just saying, while you're probably still starting him, I think you should probably temper your expectations for Alshon Jeffrey a little bit today. We've got just a couple more minutes. We've got two more matchups to get to. Let's see how fast I can knock these out. The Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Carson Wentz has been brilliant the last several games. Uh, he's used to try out Golden Tate. Cowboys, as I just mentioned, have been pretty good in past defense this season, but I don't believe they've played many guys as talented as this Eagles wide receiving court, as they are starting to get healthy, as they are starting to get better. Uh, I don't love Alshon Jeffrey in this game, but I do love Golden Tate, and Zach Ertz should just be in your lineup every week. Josh Adams actually led the Eagles in carries before their bye last week, and he's been a hot name to pick up. 
I think I finally like someone in this Eagles backfield. I've been telling you to stay away from them for a while now. But I actually like Josh Adams a lot as a player, and I think he's going to get more work moving forward. And I think the Eagles are excited to see what they have in him as a player. So I like him moving forward a little bit more than I like any other Eagles running back. As far as the Cowboys go, I don't really see Amari Cooper becoming a must-start receiver with Dak Prescott as his quarterback. The Eagles secondary has been much better this season since the early season struggles. But maybe that's just based on the fact that I don't think Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. So, I mean, I mean Zeke... Zeke should obviously be in your lineup in season-long formats, but he's been struggling lately because the Cowboys' offense just isn't very good, and the Eagles are a very, very good run defense. So I don't think you're starting Zeke with a whole lot of confidence today. And the Giants at the Niners. Odell is obviously in your lineup. The Niners' defense has been improving lately, but it's still not a particularly solid unit. Sterling Shepard, I think, should be in your lineup this week as well. Niners have been one of the worst teams in the league against the slot. They are right, they're right up there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against that particular position. I think Sterling Shepard is in for a big game this week, and Saquon goes without saying. I am not playing Evan Ingram, though. Evan Ingram has been absolutely terrible since he's come back from injury. I don't know if he's still not healthy. I don't know if it's game plan, but you just can't start Evan Ingram with any type of confidence, period. So I'm staying the hell away from Evan Ingram today. Uh, Nick Mullins, I guess, gets the start if you're really desperate. I, I, I don't really know what to think of it because I don't think he was actually as good as a lot of people think he was last, last week. I think that it was based on a lot of short throws that those players then turned into big gains. I'm not actually that confident in his game as a starter, but they seem to like him. I do like Matt Breida a lot today. Uh, Mostert went on IR after that brutal arm injury, so Brita should get more work. Alfred Morris is probably still going to be a part of the game, unfortunately, but uh, I don't like him at all. And George Kittle is a must-start. But uh, coming up next, Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 